0: Replicants are like any other machine. They're either a benefit or a hazard. They're a benefit, it's not my problem. We don't have to be mean, because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Conan, what is best in life? Crush your enemies, see them
1: driven before you, and they hear the lamentation of their women. Groovy.
0: Can you hammer a six-inch spike through a board with your penis? Not right now. A girl's got to have her standards. It gives her a sense of control in a world full of
1: chaos. I'm a firm believer in the philosophy of a ruling class,
0: especially since I rule. You have offended my family, and you have offended the Shaolin Temple. Welcome to the Cult of Classics, the podcast that loves its dead gay son. (laughs) I am your host, Liam Kelly, joined, as always, by your other host, Mm -hmm. Tarver Peterson. That boy. A.K.A. That Boy. Yes. Um, And this week, if you didn't recognize our our opening quote, we're talking about Heathers uh, from 1989, starring Winona Ryder, Christian Bale, and the three girls who play... Or uh, Christian Slater! <laughs> <laughs> Christian Does, like, Bale might have been around the same age as, as Christian yeah. Slater. Very uh, different career arcs. Very, very different career arcs. This is uh, very a different peak, levels of ability. A, a peak for uh, <laughs> for Christian Slater, I would say. Yeah. Uh, it's like this and Mr. Robot are his two good things, <laughs> and um, the Christian Bale, you know, is that boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's really that boy. He really is that boy. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a dark. Crash your fucking lights! You already trash your lights! You want to go over there and trash your fucking like lights! Them? Um <laughs> that was... I like you, man. <laughs> but we're fucking done professionally. Alright? You and me are done professionally. I wanna shake his hand! <laughs> <laughs> um, remix Remix so, so yeah Heathers A.K.A. Smells Like Teen Nihilism A.K.A. You is. know d- Pretty in Pink With some Motherfucking Dark shit Up in there <laughs> um, This is a dark comedy uh, It's it's a dark take On the 1980s Like John Hughes Style film uh, The director of this film Though <laughs> Was uh, Michael Lehman Who uh, Also directed, directed
1: such classics As Airheads As
0: Airheads <laughs> Which you know, it it was okay to watch on Comedy Central every now and then back yeah. in the day, um, and uh, My Giant and the Billy uh, Crystal Vehicle, yeah, and historic flop Hudson Hawk. Um, but he, I think he really landed some some good stuff with Heather's. Uh, it's an interesting movie. It's I think it was very well written, written mm, by yeah. um, a, a fellow named Daniel Waters, um, who I will get into in a, in a little bit. Um, I will say with with a lot of teen movies like this, like with all of – and you can see the influence of Heathers in a lot of other teen movies. I mean a lot of these things, a lot of the the key teenage writing points can be attributed to other famous like John Hughes style movies. But with anything that's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, aware of itself, like Mean Girls, like Juno, like any of those super popular – Which owe
1: so much to this
0: movie. Yeah, so, so much. But – they also have the the same kind of cringe factor, which is that you have a bunch of sixteen to eighteen year olds in character. You know, who God knows how old the actual actors are playing them, but they're walking around talking like they're fucking editors at the New York Times. Like they're yeah. all just like super, like way further educated than they should be. They're very snappy. They're very and like then you get you get lines like, um, like uh, well well fuck me gently with the chainsaw. Yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah. It's, like, that's that's a writer's idea of, right, like, a snappy. It's, like, that's something that looks okay on pay. Like, you probably were really proud of when you wrote it down, but then hearing somebody say it out loud, you're like...
1: Well, the thing is that it works when you're young. Like, all this shit works when you're young. So if you're writing it for teenagers or preteens, it really works. Like, lines like that work when, when a teenager hears them. They'll say it, like, their whole life and think it's awesome. And when you have a movie like Juno... Or like Heathers that has people speaking way above what their vocabulary should be. It's really
0: impressive when you're young. Yeah. You know, you feel smarter when you
1: listen to them.
0: Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's what I'm like. Like if you're a snappy, like a smart teenager, you're like, that's how I talk. It's like, no, (laughs) you don't. (laughs) But you can see the influence of these types of – like I know – or I knew so many – girls in high school who just wanted to be veronica from heathers like just like so like very aloof but like kind of above it all but also like taking part in the social institution yeah. but looking down on it like it, the same which doesn't work no. you can't
1: just just for <laughs> point of point of order point of point, point of point privilege point of, point of personal privilege <laughs> you, you can't both look down and take part in something at the same time
0: yeah i i will say that you know i do th- there are a lot of Gags and jokes in this that land really well. I like a lot of the commentary because this movie's very cynical and uh, uh, it's it's very harsh and it's a harsh look at like social hierarchies, which. They, they kind of balance between looking at those as in adults and and in children um, and balancing like what life actually is outside of high school which you know you can see a lot of it mirrored in like these but high school is just a very small sample size mm-hmm. of, of social hierarchies in real world um, but I think one of the the major weaknesses of it is it just so much happens in this movie a lot happens yeah. um, it was really hard to write the outline for this episode actually because I We try to keep it at about an hour. That's where I'm comfortable with. And I was just like three substantial paragraphs in. And I'm like, ooh, this is a tough one. (laughs) It's tough to sum up because so, like, a lot, trying to sum it up a lot, you have to. The plot is pretty structured, though. Like, you you can divide it up pretty, I think. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but you have to take like if you get to a certain point where you're describing somebody's actions, you're like, oh no, no, but this this also happened in the first act, so that explains like where he knows how to make a bomb, and like this happens in the in the second act, so that explains like where this new Heather comes from, like or where the new power structure comes from. It's just it's it's it builds on itself until there is. A literal explosion, like um, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We expect we expect you to have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of our all of our work is is riddled riddled with spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> so you know if you don't want to see the movie, don't watch it. But you know if you do want to keep it spoiler free for this movie that came out in 1989, um, you watch wow. it before yeah. you listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the writing it does waffle back and forth between a black comedy and this like really cynic, like cynical nihilistic. Analysis of life as a teenager. And then also, you know, there's some horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that that is where my major issue with the movie yeah. happens. But also, there is murder. Yeah. Um, so, jumping into Act 1. Heathers established the pecking order. Um, we meet the Heathers playing croquet during the opening montage. Uh, and we learn that this is Veronica's backyard. But the color and the bright lighting of the entire movie is... It's what... Helps to keep the tone light. Um, it's it's very offbeat, and you immediately get this sort of Stepford Wivesy sense of like it's 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 almost like you see it now. A, a modern example would be Midsummer, where everything is like really light and bright. Yeah, yeah, and it's but it still has a kind of like creepy. F- false effect where everything is too good to be true. And like you have these young girls who are just like,
1: they're popular and they're dressed well, but like, but they let you know in the very first moment of this movie, as that song uh, plays, the case of mm-hmm. song plays when they step on the flowers mm-hmm. that these aren't good girls. Yeah. Like, they let you know instantly. Like I knew as soon as, Ooh, siblings, as, as <laughs> soon as that happened, that, these girls uh, had issues.
0: Yeah, but a lot of the 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 dark, the black comedy in this movie is driven home by the set pieces and the lighting and the staging, um, and that's what keeps us in the realm of comedy. Um, different uh, lighting <laughs> and and different set design—you turn this into a horror movie real quick.
1: Yeah, and the way it's lit, it is soft. It's very, it's very, very soft. Um, it looks like, especially the cafeteria scene yeah. is one of the first big scenes, and you can tell that they just. Um, put a lot of diffusion on some big, probably 10Ks outside of those lights. It lit the whole place and didn't didn't really adjust the lighting for close-ups and stuff. They didn't restage lights, which I'm a big fan of, and it's something that I'm trying to work on mm-hmm. to get towards. Um, and what they did throughout this whole movie is there's a thin amount of smoke or mist in every single shot. So all shots in this movie... Because it, it looks foggy. If you watch it, you're like, is yeah. it out of focus? No. I, it took me a second to realize that there's a little bit of smoke in the air in every shot.
0: Well, the, pretty it, much. Everything looks like a glam shot, like a 1980s shopping mall. Yeah, that's the smoke and a soft shot. light. Yeah. 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 And it's to everything. There's, a, there's so much diffusion, I think, because they're trying to give it that look of like this like very staged but false idea of like wealth and, and glamour. In high school. Um, so, yeah, in the, in the pecking order, the Heathers are uh, Heather Chandler, who, is, who will henceforth be known as Red Heather, um, who's Kim Walker, who um, she actually died very young. Side note, uh, she died at 31 years old of a brain tumor. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. The uh, redheaded one? No, the, the red one is Shannon Doherty from 90210. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the blonde one. The the, oh, the, the first lead one. Yeah, the lead Heather. The, she's she's the top. Uh, Heather Duke is Shannon Doherty. She's blue Heather until later. Um, and Heather McNamara, who's yellow Heather, who is the, the, the lowest of the Heathers. Um and uh, we also meet our hero after this opening montage in high school, uh, who's Veronica, who is the the only non-Heather. And we clique. meet we meet
1: Veronica at the very beginning. She's her head, uh, she's buried up to her head oh, that's right. in the ground, which yeah. is, it's clearly that didn't happen. So it's a weird kind of uh, dream sequence that's not a dream sequence intro. Mm-hmm. It's a very stylized thing, and I like that. There are two scenes in this movie I really enjoy, and I like when people... Take a risk, and I felt like that—that that, that was a good risk.
0: This whole, yeah, this this, this movie is very odd. Yeah, it's and, an odd film, and they weren't—they weren't afraid of going to these like kind of absurd lengths. So I would yeah. say that this movie knows it's absurd and strives to be absurd. And I think it's successful in that. Um, so we get to the high school. We we have Veronica showing off her personality, um, and we also witness Red Heather's popularity and her power and her cruelty as well. Um, we see Veronica's forging skills are put to task when they forge a note for Martha Dump Truck, um, and they're very mean to her, and they play prank on her, and the forging skills are going to come back big time later in the plot. Um, so yeah, the, all the, the pranks and the trickery and the polls and the petitions, we all see that um, being witnessed by the, the watchful eye of J.D. Yeah. Who is uh, Christian Slater uh, doing a Jack Nicholson impression? That is his character (laughs) (laughs) throughout this movie. Did we mention that Mean Girls is just like a ripoff of Heather's? In like a lot of ways, yeah. I
1: think it's it's like an homage. I mean, it's like a direct line between Heather's and and, oh, for sure. And Mean Girls is great. I like the movie Mean Girls, and
0: but and it took a lot from this film. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, there's not the actual murder in Mean Girls, but there is definitely like. The clicks the same. Regina George is the is Red Heather. Heather. Red Heather, yeah, yeah, that no for sure, for sure. And I mean any any teen movie that came out after this has sampled from it in some way. Um, but yeah, um, we meet JD, who's our our dark and edgy love interest, we can tell because he wears a, a dark coat, yeah, <laughs> and has dark hair. Um, and you know, Christian Slater when he was young was kind of a stud. Yeah, he's a good-looking young man. He he had a little smolder to him. I was like, okay, okay, go ahead. The movie gets wild, Liam,
1: in the scene where JD—if I can jump ahead—where JD really, where he pulls a gun out, where he's getting bullied by the two jocks, jocks, Ram and I forget the other guy's name, Buck or Jeff or something. Yeah, and he pulls a fucking gun out. Yeah, a a giant revolver and shoots blanks. We think that he just—I thought it was a dream. Yeah, when it just happened, I didn't think that, that was real. And then it cuts to the next scene. It's like, hey, man, you can't be getting kicked out of the fucking... Dude,
0: okay. <laughs> so that's where we can kind of write off the original opening sequence as... Just a kind of like a tone setter.
1: Yeah, it's just a tone, a tone poem.
0: Or but I don't know. but this is where we see like this is where the movie goes full on absurd. Like we start, we see it almost immediately, in this like in just how mean Red Heather is, like how cruel and how she like completely runs the school. But like that we're driven home in this into this like. They 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 front load you. They're like, this is gonna be wild. This is gonna be absurd. Like they're like, he's pulling out a gun in school and maybe murdering two people off the rip. Like so, you're like, oh shit, and then you find out that he it was blanks. So and they but they (laughs) make not a big deal about it at all. all. Like I just imagine, I was like, this does not age well. Like (laughs) if any child were to actually watch this now and they were to see somebody pull out a gun in school, they would be like, oh well, you're fucking. Done. Yeah, you're done. Like, not only did you bring a gun to school, which is enough, but you took it out and fired it at be, at two students. Yeah, like you're you're gone. But like, this is. I mean, that's just that's 1989 for you. you in know? the world that they live in and they inhabit, it makes more sense now that I'm thinking
1: about it. It's just like every, the Stepford Wise comment you made earlier. It's this whole town is just filled with plastic caricatures of yeah. people, and and Winona Ryder and. um, Christian Slater are the uh, kind of the only two real people, you know, in in this in this world. They're the yeah. only two w- ones that actually you know, seem to have some life
0: and aren't just walking um, you know, caricatures of, of yeah. like the nerd, the jock, the yeah. popular girl, you know. But even even Christian Slater as we find out is not like a real person. Like no. he's at some at a at, there's a certain point in like the the third or fourth act of this movie where he just becomes a horror movie villain. Yeah, he's just a like. Yeah. he loses all of his dynamic depth, and then it, it it kind of undercuts his character because we realize that he, he never really had any depth to begin with. He yeah. just wanted to destroy. He has a little throwaway line at the end where he tries to give himself some depth, but it doesn't really it doesn't really take. Um, but yeah, so we, um, find out that <laughs> that you know he may, he may be charming now, but he will become a ruthless psychopath because he he lets us know off the rip. Um, but for now, he's charming, <laughs> and um, we see Veronica used to be friends with Lame Lame, but she moved on to newfound popularity. Um, the poll that they do gives us an excellent, like, high school stereotype personality montage, yeah, uh, where we see the the jocks, and we see the nerds, and we see the stoners, and we see the popular kids, and we see like it's just classic. And
1: classic isn't it nice movie. to see that you actually had to go around and like? Polling is so much easier now. Yeah. Like, it is crazy easy now. Yeah. And you it, it used to have to actually go around with a pencil and, or a pen and pad and, and and ask people. Yeah.
0: And, like, I can't imagine... If somebody came up to me with, like, a pen and paper and were just asking me a silly hypothetical, I'd be like, oh, I don't know, you can probably fuck yourself. Yeah. I'd be <laughs> like, why didn't you just make a straw pool, dummy? Yeah. Get out of my face. <laughs> Red Heather. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we... um we also see Veronica has a conscience when she reacts poorly to the Heather's bullying. Martha Dump Truck, um, great lines abound. And I hate that you call her Martha Dump Truck? That's what they call her in the movie. She's got a name, Liam. <laughs> she has. She is credited as her actual name and Martha Dump Truck.
1: No, she's credited as Martha Dunnigan
0: or whatever. Martha Dunstock slash Dump Truck. Yeah, Dunstock. That's, <laughs> it, that's <laughs>
1: it. You're bullying her. <laughs> You're bullying this fictional character. I'm a little bit of a bully.
0: Yeah. But um Red Heather is really a, a scene stealer in in the beginning in the part of the movie that yeah, she's yeah, yeah, alive in yeah. Kim Walker. She's she was really good. Um and uh oh yeah. Yeah, we have the <laughs> the JD murdering the jocks and then on to the plot. We have Veronica kind of going out, uh, she leaves the school, we go to the, the cafe where she confines in, in in JD that she hates her friends and their social hierarchy and she's above it all but she's taking part in it and then Red Heather takes her to this college party where she is not a good friend. She no. is like basically using Veronica as like to offer up as a side piece to this other college yeah. dude so she can impress the college guy that she's there to see. There um, to give... Head to yeah, in a very awful way. Yeah, it's I really mean, a gross scene. We see that that Red Heather doesn't also she doesn't have it as good as we think maybe. But Veronica actually sticks up for herself, but then has had too much to drink, I guess. Well, the or women she's just stressed and yeah. she throws up. It shows that like even at the top of the pecking order, she's
1: still underneath the men who are at the top of the pecking order.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, she has to go to a college to get to it, but yeah, like there's just she goes to they they go out. To debase themselves, basically. Yeah. And Veronica's not having it because she actually has a good head on her shoulders. Um, but Well, she's technically a genius at, at some point, they mentioned, which I thought was odd that they said that she could have gone to high school and like... They wanted her to skip middle school, basically. She's like...
1: Yeah. she. <laughs> so she's a legitimate genius. Yeah. Like, a, if you skip middle school and go straight to high school, that's like two grades? Yeah.
0: And then, But she's like, but we decided not to do it. And she so was like, who would decide not to do that? They're like, sure, well, I wouldn't be able to make friends. And she's like, but now it's all fucky anyway. Oh. So I didn't I didn't gain anything. Maybe she's not a genius,
1: though, actually. I just remembered my dad, when he went to school, they had junior high, mm-hmm. which was like seventh grade. So I think they had like six, seven, so maybe it was just one year. Yeah, Which is still impressive. I mean, skipping a grade is still impressive, but it's... You're just um, like I got long division, dog. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I already she know is that really shit. smart.
0: Yeah, she's very smart. We established that she's very smart, um, and we established that Red Heather is like truly a vile person. Like, but is she, she as bad as they made her seem? No, she's her flaws are exacerbated. I mean, she is mean and she is cruel to people, but her punishment is, is death. Bad. Yeah, like so. her, her
1: cruel thing she does right is. She's mean and, cro- and, and croquet, mm-hmm. so she plays that ruthlessly. Yes. She, um,
0: she plays a prank on Martha Dump Truck.
1: She plays a Martha Martha Dump Truck, and then she gets mad at Renona Ryder for not sleeping with uh, the college guy's
0: buddy. Yes, and she threatens to ruin her reputation. She threatens to ruin her reputation. So not that bad. That's true. When you you really think about it. She's generally just mean to her friends. So
1: the impetus, it wasn't as strong as I felt like it needed to be. Well, but
0: you see Winona Ryder just like, she's dealing, with what she's so mad about is the fact that she has all this power. Like she is so mad that this person who is just, who's not good to their friends, not good to other people, like not good, not just generally not kind to anyone, has so much power just because of like an arbitrary social hierarchy. Yeah. So she's like she's like this is just going to continue forever. Yeah. And so it's like it is larger than just Red Heather, but Red Heather is the focus of her rage. So, but they, she, all she wants to do to retaliate is to prank her.
1: Yeah, she wants to to make her throw up.
0: Yeah, she wants to just make her throw up because she threw up and she gave her a bunch of sh- and Red Heather gave Veronica a bunch of shit for throwing up. So she wants to go to her house and make her throw up. Yeah. And like, you know, silly fun prank. And, um, But she also feels obligated to go and, like, kind of try and make up with her in some way because she controls her social destiny at high school. And uh, despite Veronica pretending like it doesn't matter to her, it matters to her a great deal. Yeah. Um, So at this point, J.D. goes ahead and breaks into Veronica's house. Uh, and convinces her to break into Red Heather's house where they quote unquote accidentally murder her. He has his little like John Cusack moment, like at the window. Yeah. Like he comes in, say anything style, also wearing a trench coat. Trench coats were popping in the 80s, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trench coat gang. Yeah. And um, he has tre- a motorcycle too. Not the Trench Coat Mafia, though he is very reminiscent. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he they, they go to Red Heather's house. They're trying to think of a little concoction to make her throw up because she's hungover. And he pours Drano into a glass. And very strange scene because it's
1: it plays out slow. Like there's not they don't come a lot of time. A, what a director does is they get in closer as a scene builds tension. Mm-hmm. So they start wide and then they move in closer. And they and they do that with coverage, right? So you shoot your wides and then you shoot um, usually with multiple cameras at a with a at a closer focal length, usually with like a longer lens, or you actually move the camera forward. And you and you get in closer and closer and tighter and tighter and you want to direct the audience's eyes. But this guy when he stages his scenes, he does it all at like not even like a wide, wide, like not like a very wide shot. I'd say he does it at like a at 35 at the widest. And he doesn't move the camera much. That was one thing I noticed: is that they just kind of set, which I have no problem with if the scene is set well. I just felt like he had a really basic kind of look in this kitchen scene with Renona Ryder and Christian Slater, and he didn't really they, no tension built for me because they they were like having a conversation, and he and she he was like he's like come on let's put the drano in there she's like no don't put the drano in there and he's like I do it anyway, yeah. and well, then she's like. Hey, I told you not to put the Drano in there, and she's right next to him.
0: Yeah, well, with she, the cup, she sees the draino. Well, she's she, not worried; she thinks he's joking, but she sees it. Yeah, you know that's but the
1: thing—is like she sees the cup of Drano.
0: Yeah, but she grabs the wrong one, accidentally. But which is just wild. I mean, it's not the the whole. Yeah. So the whole pretext of a dark comedy is that you have terrible things happening.
1: Yeah, in a comedic fashion.
0: In a comedic fashion yeah. that is very light. Yeah, and you have to like, like just in death, to, like in death to Smoochie would be another great example yeah. of like awful, terrible things and people behaving in ways that would never be accepted yeah. by any other rational human being, just being commonplace and being played off for laughs. Like that's the whole idea. So I get it. I mean, I get it. I just I felt the staging was it's it's not my favorite.
1: To me, to me, it, it didn't feel. Yeah, they could have staged it better. I didn't feel like anybody put any thought into what. How they were doing this.
0: Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay, they're going to kill her. Like, she's going to die now. Yeah. He
1: just put the camera there and he didn't fucking touch it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the problem with that. With this is that JD is supposed to be cool the whole time. Right. Like, up until the very end, he's supposed to be cool. Like, up until maybe act three, we're supposed to be kind of on JD's side, even though he's committing murders. And we, uh, it's, 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 it is a very weird line to toe because in Death to Moochie, we see Robert and William's character has like a long descent into complete madness, but we don't get that as much with Christian Slater. We get it a little bit, but it's not as pronounced, so it doesn't play as well comedically. And one it's Christian Slater and Robin Williams.
1: I mean, it's very unfair. Yeah. (laughs) But that, but that's a a lot of that is on the director though, because like the bagel bus guy fighting Mike Tyson. It's (laughs) like, it's not even, yeah,
0: it is a giant versus an ant. but like the, the, the problem there, I, I blame the director more than I blame Christian Slater because you're, it, it's your job to stage this in a way that is going to develop, if not like horror tension or dramatic tension, then at least comedic tension. Like they could yeah. have played it harder. They just were saying dialogue in this, that's in this scene. Know, yeah. It is one of the weakest scenes. Um, but um, yeah, so they give Heather, Red Heather the drink. She die. They play it off as suicide and that sets up. Now that's dope. Well, the way she dies is like, <laughs> it's like she falls face forward hard into that glass. And it's immediate. She's just like, uh. I'm going to... Crash. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they, the, the suicide thing really ramps up for the, the plot of the rest of the movie because we see for a moment the temporary freedom that students feel now that Red Heather is dead. Veronica mm-hmm. is humanized and she shows a little bit of remorse by like kind of having her freak out in the shower. She showers with her clothes on. She's like, oh, I can't take it. Um, and she'll later show the same kind of self self flagellating, like, humaniz- humanization when she burns her hand after they murder the jocks. I just thought of something.
1: You mentioned Robin Williams. It reminded me that I feel like a, a film that he was in later, like, World's Best Dad or World's Greatest Dad, I yeah. think was the name of it, where his son commits suicide, and then he writes, um, yes, like, his suicide note. Yeah, because he's a failed writer. M- and that makes uh, his son kind of humanized and, and, and martyred. Yeah. Like they, the people start to think he's really awesome, which is the same thing that happens to
0: red Heather in this film. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's the next, the next part. After they murder red Heather, they're like, okay, brief respite, but then point in time, (laughs) like we get the most on the nose example of like cynical, the cynical take on like suicide and the, the social food chain in high school. Um, in the reaction to Red Heather's death. We we see not just the students mourning her and thinking that, you know, she's even cooler now that she's dead, but we see the flighty English teacher gets her suicide note in class <laughs> and starts yeah. teaching about it. Um, we, we, we begin to see like a lot of, of different reactions to her. I, in this, in this moment, they, um, there becomes a new thing, like a new trend at the school, like suicide starts trending. We get our first scenes and this, what really is my favorite reaction scene in this whole sequence outside of the funeral is when the, uh, the adults at the school are trying to strategize on how to relate to the kids and like what, what, how much time they want to give them off. Oh yeah. 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 Because it's just like, you know, parents just don't understand, you know, and we get these, um, the first of our wild, funeral scenes <laughs> um, where we have all of the kids praying over Red Heather and we see like basically nobody liked her but then we get the the dichotomy of like seeing everybody like hearing everybody's prayers when they're just like man one time I took her out and now I never could to take her out again I really would have liked to pork her or whatever and then yeah, like, yeah. like Blue Heather is she was, Blue Heather or Green Heather? or maybe Green Heather yeah. but G- Green Heather Shannon Doherty is like, God, I prayed for Heather's death so many times, yeah. and now I realize you heard me. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Yeah, that was um, uh, but, uh, you know, oh, the, the social hierarchy really, it hasn't changed much. We got yeah. jocks beating up nerds literally outside of the funeral. Like, all this change that they wanted is not the coming. The nerds were uppity. The nerds were uppity. They were like, we won't take advantage of this change. And the jocks were like, no. Nah. I did laugh the hardest I laughed in this movie was when
1: he's holding him down and said, so like, say, I like big dicks. And say, I like to suck big dicks. Yeah, he's like, like okay, I, you like to you suck big, big dicks. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. fucking funny. He got him good. Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, we see, I mean, that that's an example of it not changing and then we have Veronica finding herself on a double date with the same jocks that threatened JD earlier in the movie, the same ones that he shot at with blanks, just to placate Yellow Heather. Yeah. And, Um, the jocks spread rumors about her the next day after they go out and they get drunk and cow tip. And one guy's like, you want to bang, baby? (laughs) He's just like, no. And then he falls down drunk. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, But (laughs) in response to the jocks spreading rumors about her, She and crazy-ass JD decide to, like, totally prank them (laughs) by pretending to murder them (laughs) with the special, like, got ya TM bullets that that don't kill people. They just, you know, leave them... shocked and, and bleeding a little bit but like not dead so they're just gonna leave him to be found with mineral water <laughs> which is supposed to indicate that they're gay in Ohio in Ohio in 89 also a, a gay magazine yeah it's in a suicide note that, called that's... stud puppy <laughs> And a suicide note saying that they couldn't live in a world hiding their their love. It's like, yep. We're going to call them gay. That's yeah. how we're going to get down. We got them. It's 89, baby. We got them. <laughs> got him. <'em. laughs> but whoops. Gotcha, TM. <laughs> bullets are actually just bullets. Yeah. And now JD has roped <laughs> Veronica into a total of three murders. <laughs> And uh, luckily, suicide is trending. You know, it's up. It's it brings th- on many changes. Yeah, hash, hashtag hashtag suicide. Don't do it. Uh, and the cops in town are just piddles. Like the the,
1: co- this is this is important actually, because they because the, the the audience, even the most kind of audiences, like a Liam that has just has been suspending the disbelief the whole time and is is riding with you. Anyone is gonna question it here and be like, "Where the fuck are the cops?" Yeah like, where the fuck are the cops? And they're like, well, the cops are smoking weed and they're fucking goofballs. Yeah. It's, it's... So it, it was
0: important that they did that. Yeah, it's goofy. They're like, the, the cops are goofy as fuck and not worth a damn. Yeah. Like, that's how these these children have been getting away with these murders. But Nobody <laughs> knows about fingerprints. Nobody knows about uh, DNA. Nobody knows about uh-uh. anything. No, we're not gonna... Try and look up, like, the caliber of the gun that was shot. We're not going to try and find a murder weapon. Nothing. No, we're not going to find any tracks through all these leaves that they were running through. He literally walks up on them, but they have started making out in the car. So he's just like, oh, no, this wasn't them. These are just kids making out. They clearly had nothing to do with the double murder that just came, that just happened. He's like, like he's like I apparently I never saw them as I was chasing them.
1: Yeah. I just heard them and now I know that it must have been a rabbit. Well, they both... A rabbit that I heard footsteps, two pairs of footsteps running. It's a jackrabbit, man. Those fucker's are big. Yeah. And it ran all the way here and then now suddenly gone. Jesus.
0: You know, we you, forgive. No, you got to accept. I we mean, forgive. You, you got
1: to accept it. We forgive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They, they they get away with it very easily. Uh the football funeral is amazing. The football funeral is is a great part of the movie. The football funeral.
1: Every funeral is a great part of the movie. That the, the preacher is the same dude he was in um uh Beetlejuice. Uh yeah. He, he was Which uh, came out the year before this. Yeah.
0: And it's, the, 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 uh, to me, the, the color palette for this movie and a lot of the staging was very, very similar to Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Like, very similar to, like, kind of early, bright, brighter Tim Burton, where he's just, like, everything is a pastel. Like, everybody, except for, like, Winona Ryder, who's going to be our protagonist, and you can tell because she's dressed in all black. Yeah. And we have the same motherfucker from Beetlejuice, who was, you know, good for him for, for getting some work but we have what i love about the staging of this scene is that they have the two <laughs> it's a double funeral <laughs> and we have two open caskets they're both in all of their full on football uniforms well no they have a they have just a helmet and they're in a suit i thought they were in their football uniforms no, cuz they have gloves on
1: no they have gloves and
0: they're holding footballs they have they have footballs but yeah. they they're, they're in a suit okay but they decided to bury them with their football yeah, helmets on yeah. and the eulogy from the dad is just like my son is a homosexual and I love him. I love my dad, gay son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean th- there there are so many one liners in this movie. It's it's like it was designed to be quoted. Yes. It is quotable. You know, you gotta you gotta pick and choose because some of them haven't aged very well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how very? What's your damage, Heather? Like shit like that. The calf. Yeah, going to the calf. Very uh very very respect very 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 the 80s if you will the 80s and the early
1: 90s were were a time where people were trying to artificially create lingo. Yeah. Have you noticed that like yeah. it was like they were trying to shorten words to make them cooler yeah. and and you know and make their own lingo. Like canned slang basically. Yeah, it was it was people were trying to invent it. And now I feel like it's it's happening much more organically and quicker because of the internet. Yeah, because of memes. Yeah, memes make
0: this shit for real. No cap. Okay. But um we we do we go full on comedy in the in the in the football funeral scene. And um we also have uh the the this this is the second funeral. The the, the funerals kind of mark off the acts. Um so we have act three coming in, which is the rise of blue heather. Aka Green Heather. Aka Green Heather. My buddy colorblind. It's Aka, all good. AKA <laughs> New Red Heather. Aka A- 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 <laughs> Them grab your gat girls. <laughs> <laughs> grab your gat girls. <laughs> yep. So, um, yep, Shannon Doherty, she, you know, she's here. She's going to take the crown. She uh Veronica breaks it off with J.D. because he, you know, definitely intended to murder those jocks, as we can see from the fact that he, you know, kills one in cold blood. Well, she breaks it off because he shoots the radio um at her
1: dad's house. And yeah. Like, that's when she knows he's psychotic. And also, another part I really love about this movie is, and I thought the writer was really clever, is that. J.D. and his father refer to each other oppositely. Yeah, it's it's like when it, when his dad comes in, he's like, "How was school today, son?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Not bad." Dad. Like the dad refers to J.D. as if he was his father, mm-hmm. and J.D. refers to his father as if he was his he, son. He was his son. Like at towards the end, where he's like, "He's like, need any help with your homework?" Or or he's like, "Can I get some help with my homework, Dad?" And he's like, "Not today, Tiger."
0: Yeah, I'm a little What's busy up? working on a project. And It's like. What in the
1: fuck? It is
0: wild. Yeah, and his dad is a super weird guy. Super He's crazy. Like fetishizing explosions. Yeah. And like very just callous. And the backstory of how his mother of di- JD's mother died, is that she walked into
1: a building that he was about to explode and like waved to JD as the building exploded. And it's just, you know, very in line with what this movie has established. Um, to and be norms. To the, to the, <laughs> it's just it's like whatever we say goes, nothing is real yeah. and, and you must just accept it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like when it, – it, it, is, it is hard for me to be honest with you but, but it is in keeping with the language of the film.
0: It, de- it never breaks any of its own rules. Like, which is yeah, that, which is that everything is absurd. Everything is just goofy. completely absurd. Like yeah. there is not there are very few normal interactions in this movie, but it's it's meant to be like a, a, it's meant to satirize these movies and to be like the most extreme take. I think J- JD even says at one point he's just like the people people seem to always give you a reaction like people always react to the extreme. You know, it's 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 very uh, it's, it's very on the nose, <laughs> but um so as she breaks it off with J.D., which is like – he he does that right after they murder the two jocks. Like they go back to his house. He has a brief interaction with his dad again where we see his dad just like mm, explosions. Yeah. Um, he gets pissed off and he shoots his radio. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's the final straw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he has murdered three people in cold blood. Um, but she um, – so – he thinks she's going to come back, but he's also like, he's got a, a larger plan. Um, and he begins to, to, puppeteer. So he goes and blacks, blackmails green Heather, um, and says like, I want you to become red Heather Part partner. Yeah. Um, which she takes up the mantle very easily because she wants to, I mean, we have her rise to power. Um, we have Veronica kind of tries to reconnect to her lame roots and, and go back to her friend, Betty. Um, but you know, just when she tries to get out, They keep pulling it back in.
1: Um, And the school is degenerating throughout this whole time. Like what you've been talking about, the school is degenerating into this strange love fest. Like everything is becoming more and more absurd as more students die from, uh, you know, quote unquote suicide. Yeah. Uh, There's also a band that um, when JD shoots that radio, there's, there's a band playing a song about how like teenage suicide how you shouldn't do it. Yeah,
0: big fun. Big fun uh, which <laughs> suicide. Uh, Betty Don't dump, do it. <laughs> yeah, which Betty Dump Truck. Betty Dump Truck or Martha Dump Truck. Martha <laughs> Dump Truck. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, she is She's Mar- wearing that shirt. She's wearing that shirt and she tape like scotch tapes a note <laughs> to herself. To herself. Which like, is just at this point it's really absurd. Actually, that is fucking funny
1: when I think about it's it. Funny.
0: That is funny. And then she tries to walk out into traffic. Yeah. And she gets hit, but, you know, that girth <laughs> is strong. She's a little she
1: a little woman, too. Yeah,
0: she's very short and she, very... very she's just pudgy. It's yeah. like, she's a tiny person. Yeah. it's And they, you know, I, whenever I see something like that, I always think about the casting for it, and I'm like, well, I mean, good for you for getting work, but also, I'm sad this is the part you have to play. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, look, so you know that you... Little limb dumpy, <laughs> and we gonna make you the little dumpy girl. They're like, okay, well, what's my what's my character name? And they're like, Martha Dump Truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what? And they're like Dump Truck. And they're like, well, what happens? What's the part? It's like, well, you basically get made
1: fun of. You until get humiliated, you try and... <laughs> then you try to kill yourself, and you get humiliated further. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you get a nice little ride on your scooter around Winona Ryder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's. Yeah, this movie is fucking great. <laughs> so yeah, so dump truck. You know, she tr- she she tries to jump on the suicide train without any help from the the murderers. Um, she's just sad. So yeah, we see that at this point we, we're we we're, we're seeing how anything can be co opted into a trend, like in the population at large, but especially in high school. Um, and we also get some hammering home of the idea that parents just don't understand when uh, Veronica. She tries to get real with her parents, but they're watching some of this coverage of the the suicides, you know, the kind of suicide sweep on the news. Yeah. And her mom gets extra real back to her. Yeah. And she's just It's like, some of the best writing in the movie, actually. Yeah, it really is. But she says, like, basically anytime teenagers say they want to be treated like humans, it's like the thing that they're... Angry, the, the the behavior they want to stop is them being treated like humans. Yeah, like it's a it's it's it actually some really some strong writing. It is there. strong. Now, some of the writing in this movie is really strong. Yeah, um, and uh, we we continue on with this. We have Yellow Heather moving on, like we, Red Heather continues to rise, um, and we have Yellow Heather making her embarrassing call to a radio show. This is after um, Veronica and new Red Heather have their confrontation about. Suicide not being funny and like the the fact that she's just like gonna carry on as some new social like top of the heap and there's some slapping. <laughs> um but they hear they she Veronica's kinda tired of talking to new red heathers. They turn on this radio show and they hear um Yellow Heather call in and, and say some embarrassing shit. Um and she then is getting the business end of New Red Heather's popularity. She's being made fun of. She's being treated very cruelly. She goes to the bathroom to try and kill herself. But Veronica, at this point, is hit to the game. And she's like, luckily you're not so smart. So you can't get through the childproof cap on the pill bottle you're trying to It open. took her too long. But she did have half of them in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. But she popped them. Veronica popped them things right Yeah. Out. He's like, well, shit, quit now. Yeah. Um. So this brings us into Act 4. JD's master plan. Um, his, uh, his final request of new Red Heather, who he's been blackmailing since she rose to power, to, to get her to rise to power and since she rose to power, uh, is that she get everyone in school to sign a petition. Yeah. Um, and he does this by threatening to release that when she was a baby, she knew Martha Dump <laughs> <It's> the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. It's very like dumb. I was like,
1: this makes... Zero sense. But a lot of things have made zero sense, and I must accept you it. You must accept. I must accept. I was like, <laughs> your characters do not have the proper motivation to do the things you are asking them to do, Yeah. but you have written an absurdist film, and it is absurd, so there's no questioning it.
0: Well, and New Red Heather also is a very shallow and and foolish, foolish person. She... And so you, you would think that maybe this kind of, and also the people, the student body is very stupid as well. Oh, no, very, very stupid. Very stupid. Very so stupid. A photo of new Red Heather as a child, like a, a toddler a ch- yeah, with Martha Dump Truck may have indeed been enough to wreck her reputation. Um, Can we, what is her
1: real name again? Martha Dumpsh- Dumpshire or Dunford? <laughs> I just feel
0: I feel bad calling her Dump Truck. Martha Dun- Dunstock. Dunstock. It's not much better. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, Martha, Leave her, Martha, her dignity. Martha, Martha Dump Truck. <laughs> Give me my name! <laughs> um, so, Red Heather, new Red Heather thinks that the petition she's getting the whole student body to sign is... For uh, big fun to, to come. To get big fun. <laughs> To come, it's so goddamn disrespectful to put Martha Dump Truck in the big Flash shirt, <laughs> but they struck. to play suicide. Don't do it at the prom, um, and uh, New Red Heather and Veronica have a a major falling out. There are attempted slaps, um, but you know New Red Heather is aware that she might get slapped, <laughs> so she 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 puts that shit after the initial slapping from yeah. the earlier scene. Yeah, she she puts that shit to a quick stop, um. Veronica has this enlightening like two thousand one esque dream where she dreams about J D coming to kill her and um about the uh the funeral that we see for um Oh my god, it just completely slipped my mind who the final funeral is for. Who's the final funeral for? Um
1: I can't remember. Is it Martha Dumtrot? No. Uh, it's a, you, the dream sequence funeral?
0: Yeah. where they're like, Oh, is it her has, funeral? Yeah. Is it Veronica's funeral? Uh, I think so, where everybody
1: has the... Uh, doo, 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 doo. Like the
0: cowls and the 3D glasses yeah. and all that stuff? Yeah, and they,
1: like, they do the one like bit of camera work on the whole movie where they flip the camera upside down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember who the fuck it's supposed to be for. Uh, I think it's her.
0: Yeah. I think it's her. Like, And we, and we have her seeing the, the original Red Heather, Kim Walker. Come back, and they they yeah. speak in the in the dream sequence. She's like, JD's gonna fucking try and kill you." And then they
1: like, she's like, "And this is scary spaghetti noodles." Yeah, like in the and I was like, "Oh okay."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was
1: like she was like, and it's so boring. You're touching the spaghetti noodle. <laughs> it's like she opens up the. Like a a dish and it's just Yeah, it's like the the holy
0: water that you're supposed to blush. But it's like in.
1: spaghetti noodles.
0: Yeah. Well it's her fa that's her favorite that's Veronica's favorite meal is is spaghetti with oregano. What did they say that in yeah. the movie? Yeah, they make note of they make note of it earlier in the movie. Oh, okay.
1: Well I guess that was a callback that I missed. <laughs> because she'd be eating pate throughout the whole fucking movie. Yeah. But I guess spaghetti <laughs> with oregano.
0: That's her favorite meal. And that is exactly what her mom is preparing for her because before uh Veronica. just plain spaghetti noodles and oregano yeah the fuck is that that's some that's a 89 shit jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> but anyway that <laughs> doesn't matter the, the the reason that she's having this crazy like fugue state dream is that JD ha- comes by her house before she gets home from school and he lets her parents know that she may try and kill herself, which yeah. she takes as a very legitimate threat, being like, I'm going to come and kill you.
1: Yes, that's <laughs> what it means.
0: Yeah. So when she wakes up, um, she goes to write her final diary entry. And she trick-a-lie him. And she trick-a-lie him. He comes and he breaks into her window again. You know, she always be leaving that window open. he always be breaking and entering. I mean,
1: everybody can get into everybody's house at any time in this movie. M- much like Stepford. Like, yeah, it's they, very open. I mean, but they're not even breaking in. They're just walking into That's house. true, yeah. He's like just the, cause crawling through an green, already open window. Yeah, Green Heather just is in her house. Like, they just are in each other's houses. <laughs> they don't even show exteriors for most of this film. Like, no. there's almost no exterior. So people are just teleporting in between houses Yeah, all the time.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, that's just how it is. That is how it be. <laughs> but, um after shes after a, a friend of hers comes by and you know ostensibly warns her parents that she's a suicide risk, they take it super serial they just let her go up to her room, and they're like, "We shouldn't let you have any sharp objects we and she just walks right the fuck by him and then goes and have, has her dream and then hours later, <laughs> her mom is preparing dinner, but before that j d comes back in to her room and he is like i was gonna he sees that she is she has hanged herself with a bedsheet, and he's like, "I was gonna kill you." But I was going to try and get you back first, and then he lays out his whole plan. He monologues, you know. This is bad to me. This is this is where Christian Slater starts to go full-on villain is when his character really deteriorates. Yeah, because I didn't understand if he was genuine throughout this whole thing. Like, I just didn't get it. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't get what he was trying to do. Was he trying to play her the whole time? Because we see at the very end when, spoiler alert, he's trying to blow up the school that he has another little friend, the the stoner girl with the sunglasses, is helping him. Yeah. She straps a bomb to the bleachers, which never goes off. Wait, she does? Yeah. I thought she just like lit her joint right next to it. Oh, maybe
1: she did. Yeah, she, she... he didn't have a friend. She just like was unaware, oh. because she's a stoner, that, that there was a bomb there and she lit a match to try to build a little tension, something that this movie did not know anything about because it, it's like it's like
0: hey, we're going to try to build tension right here. See, I assumed that she had just placed that bomb because nah. there's no way you wouldn't notice even if you were stoned out of your mind no, like just eight stoned that dynamite. Of yeah. Well.
1: And it's, con- it's it's funny because she tries to light she lights a match right next to dynamite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. well we learned about the fake mass suicide note that he's trying to do which is the whole impetus of the petition that he got new red heather to get everybody to sign and the finale of the movie is just like a final girl versus horror movie boss fight where we have you know a couple of one liners thrown about she fucks up Christian Slater Christian Slater fucks up Renona Ryder like they, they they get into a shooting match and he stabs the bomb in the boiler room which stops it from going off amazingly and um then he, you know, conceding his his defeat, even though he's alive, uh, to still carry out his plan, mm-hmm. he yep. walks outside and says that nobody loved him and blows himself up. And then uh, Winona Ryder, fucked up as a motherfucker, goes back into school smoking a cigarette. You know, looking hard, looking tough, and she befriends Martha Dumtrot. Dumbstock. <laughs> Martha
1: Dumstock on her little scooter. She and Martha Dumstock like, are she's, very good friends. She's like, "Dumstock, do you want to come chill
0: with me?" And, and she's we'll, like, "It's a dump truck."
1: <laughs> she's <laughs> like, "And I have a scooter now." Yeah,
0: and she does a little lap around her, and we we assumed that all is well. So,
1: well, and then, but then we realized that Martha Dumstock is mentally handicapped.
0: <laughs> At the very end, the
1: true story is what we realized there because. Who just wordlessly does like a like a gleeful spin <laughs> around somebody? You know, She's like never like, had a real friend. But like, how do you express your happiness? She like, you know, I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like
1: you know, when I'm happy, I don't just like run around you.
0: They really, really did her dirty. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's Heather's. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to say about besides like the color palette and a lot of the, the staging and the the lighting. Yeah. Um there's not a whole lot to say about the actual physical making of the movie. Um really this movie is all in the script and the script is good. There are parts of it that, that really hit. That really hit and there are jokes that really land. Um it is if you're if you're interested in seeing where a lot of the teen like the teen movies of the 90s came about and seeing kind of the the origin of the way too smart for their own good way too articulate like for their age characters come from there's i mean John Hughes is it's one example of kids that have you know access to resources that most kids don't have and who have like thoughts and 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 like pithy, snappy jokes that most kids wouldn't come up with, but this is on a whole nother level. And this is, like, this kind of elevates it to that Mean Girls level, to that, that I mean, Juno is just a movie about 45-year-old book editors who yeah. happen to be high school students also. Like, I don't, but that's, that, that's even a step further than this. But it really, like, it's it sold me on the dark comedy. Like I was with it. I was able to forgive it for some of the f- the failings of the script. I mean, it towards the end it does <laughs> fall apart a little bit. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's good in spite of Christian Slater's Jack Nicholson impression right. that he carries on throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have to say, I I think I'm in the cult. I am not. I'm not in the cult for Heather's, but I
1: do agree with you that there's a lot of great things to be learned from this movie. It was a very genuine effort, and and for that I will always pray any praise any film that took itself seriously and tried hard to make a good film. And there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of talent in this movie, especially with the writing and and some of the and Winona Ryder, um, she's a good actress. and yeah. there's some good portrayals. Uh, they did you know Dun Dunstruck.
0: Sorry, Martha Dumstruck. Martha Dumptruck.
1: Dirty. And I feel like that's the miss, the hidden story of this movie is the tale of a of an abused mentally handicapped girl, um, one that we may never see. We may never see, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the real truth of this movie that is is still out there. Uh, but but yeah, I I I personally think that some of the things are too absurd. I'm not an absurdist fan. I never have been. Mm-hmm. I I think it is a choice. I think it is one best left for the classroom and not for for the viewing experience. This movie
0: is kind of academic, is yeah, it not? Like it, it's very, it seems like, a, just an exercise that you would do. It is the counter John Hughes film. It is like, yeah. it is like,
1: it, it is, is a playing, direct response. It is playing upon the tropes he established, or, established by a brilliant script screenwriter. John Hughes, you know, was a brilliant screenwriter. I fought with him. Yeah. He, he really was prolific. He shaped a fucking generation. Yeah. Um, so. And
0: he grew like a, a team of stars. Yeah, John Hughes was pretty insanely talented. Yeah, but you think about Beetlejuice and you think about this, and like this is also kind of the counterculture. Like Winona Ryder originally was—I mean, she was she wasn't a, a brat packer, no—but nah. but she was like Winona Ryder was the dark girl who was like supposed to be too smart for her, her own good, who just rebelled against the the cool kids that she actually was a part of. Yeah, like IRL, and then she shoplifted. Yep, and, and killed her career. But Stranger Things, though.
1: Strange thing, she you know back. What I'm she back. You know, she married Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, when a writer is married to Countareese, yep. What? Yeah. No. Look it up right, motherfucking Now, <laughs> hold on. You we know, don't have, have to yeah. take a research break. No, you just we just tickety talk because it won't take any long. Type it in Google. It'll pop up immediately. And uh, that's, you know, that's probably the most thing you can gain from, from this watching of Heather's right now. I don't believe you. Is that Winona Ryder is married to motherfucking
0: Johnny Depp. I mean, not Johnny Depp, but Kiana Reeves. She was with Johnny Depp, and he had a tattoo on his arm that said Winona forever, that he got changed to Wino Keanu for. Kiana Reeves' whatever. girlfriend and. Uh,
1: married, girlfriend. No, he married her. Yeah, he
0: married her. no, no. This is a woman named Jennifer Sim.
1: Look at the picture. Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves are together.
0: I do not believe you. I'm sorry, guys. You're just gonna have to hold on. <laughs> we gotta settle this on the air.
1: I I fucking it, Winona Ryder is married to Keanu Reeves. Am I am I if I'm lying, I'm lying. I wish this was live right now so that you could call in and tell this boy what I'm trying to tell him is the truth.
0: I wish you could tell this boy to quit being so goddamn disrespectful and that he ain't with no goddamn Keanu Reeves. Or she ain't with no goddamn yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, she is.
1: Winona Ryder.
0: Husband. Does it say Keanu Reeves, Harvey? Um Ryder
1: has been in a relationship with fashion designer Scott McInerney since 2011. Hopefully he's okay with her, having also been married to Keanu Reeves for over 25 years.
0: What? This is film may legally be married to Keanu Reeves. This is see, this is this is some silly shit.
1: Believe she may be legally married to Keanu Reeves. Maybe while doing
0: Alright. Oh, so Winona Ryder once shared that she never she decided never to get married because well, she never wanted to get divorced. Mm-hmm. But it's not entirely true that she's never been married, at least if you ask the actress herself. Because Ryder also claims that she's been married to Keanu Reeves since 1992, and she's not about to let anyone forget it. In case you missed it, the first time around, Ryder has revealed that when the actors filmed a wedding scene in their 90s flick, they actually did get married. Yep, an actual priest performed an actual ceremony. That's pretty legit. So I was right. They aren't Okay. They don't have no marriage license. They aren't even together. Keanu Reeves has another, a new age-appropriate girlfriend.
1: All right, so never mind.
0: <laughs> I was wrong. You got tricked.
1: I got tricked.
0: <laughs> yes!
1: I mean, Liam ain't shit. That's, that's, that's really the end of it. been
0: we're just going we to ad hominem. We're just going to be wrong and then attack. <laughs> that's, that's That's been Cult of Classics. <laughs> Liam was right. <laughs> Heather's is okay. We appreciate y'all sticking with us for that last part. I don't know if Tarver's going to edit any of it out, but <laughs> you just know in the universe, somebody hear me and hear that I was right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Listen again next week to another more interesting episode of Cult of Classics.